Welcome to the Maternity Podcast, presented by Celebrate One. Whether you are a mommy, daddy, auntie, grandma, or just someone who shares a love for babies. And who doesn't love babies? They're just so cute. Maternity is your safe space to receive life-saving information and inspiration for expectant and new parents and the villages that support them. Each episode, join Celebrate One and special guests as we dish on all things baby and how we can all do our part to keep black and brown babies healthy and thriving from day one to year one and beyond. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Maternity, a very special podcast going down today as September is recognized as Infant Mortality Awareness Month. So I am joined by some very amazing women today for our conversation. Maureen Stapleton, Executive Director of Celebrate One. Also, E.C. Green, President of Physicians Care Connection. Welcome, ladies. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. So let's go ahead and get it popping with the conversation, with the gems, the tea. Let's spread this knowledge and this wealth to our listeners right now tuned in. So uh, for you, EC, uh, our listeners in Columbus may know with Physicians Care Connection and the Step 1 program you lead in partnership with Celebrate One. Um, for those who do not know what it is, give me brief into about uh, Physicians Care Connection and so on. Sure. Physicians Care Connection, we've been in this community for over... Uh, about 26, 27 years now. Many people know us because we operate one of the oldest uh, free clinics here, um, but we also operate Step 1 for a healthy pregnancy. When you think of Physicians Care Connections, you really want to think about problem solvers. Um, we are out working with um, people who are vulnerable, who need to access health care, and particularly for African-American women who are pregnant, um, that is prenatal services. And so we have partnered um, with Celebrate One. Um, there are eight recommendations um, in improving infant mortality for this community. And we are recommendation number four, which is that increased access to prenatal care. So we're working with all the hospital systems um, and the OBGYN providers in the community to understand um, how a woman might schedule an appointment in their facility. Um, we take care of that uh, heavy lift for the woman, understanding what insurance might be needed or what's close to them. We um, review their previous uh, personal history if they've had a kid before. And we really try to match them up with the appropriate doctor and take all that guesswork out for them. And then we also assess some of their other social determinants of health. So, you know, when you get pregnant, you need car seats, crib, uh, you need food, clothing, other things that the baby might need. Or maybe it's employment or maybe there's something wrong with your housing. Maybe you need rental or utility assistance. And so we're also addressing those needs um, for the women and getting them connected to those services. I love it. And let me correct myself. President of Physicians for Connection right there. Green. Thank you for that. Give me everything. When I get pregnant, I'm going to need everything. The crib, car seat, I'm going to get them diapers because money is crazy. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my baby, welcome back. To, uh, so September is Infant Mortality Awareness Month. Um, and an alarming uh, stats have shown that recently uh, black babies are dying at nearly three times the rates of other babies in our community. So tell us why we should know about this and why it's such an important month. Um, if a society is judged, um, thank you again, Micah, for having me here. Um, if a society is judged uh, based on how it handles its most vulnerable citizens, then we yeah. need to make sure that we're taking care of our babies. And what we know is that in Indian, uh, in uh, Columbus, we have done a very good job of reducing infant mortality overall. 
what we are struggling with is the disparities between white and black babies. And so over the next five years, we're really going to take a hard look and a real focus and do equitable work in our African-American community to ensure that we can make um, some decisions and some do some programming and do some education in our community to make sure that that's a little more equal. It is, it is not acceptable that a black baby is three times more likely to die than a white baby. And so whatever we are doing in our community, we must double down in the areas where we know we are having our greatest uh, need. And that is what we call our celebrate one or opportunity neighborhoods. And so we focus in on those neighborhoods and we will continue to focus in on those neighborhoods with equitable programs to ensure that we're educating the African-American community on step one, on getting prematurity um, issues out of the way, on health care and all the other things that are that are determinant to a, a baby going to full term and reaching the age of one. Thank you for that. EC, um, you know, women get pregnant, you know, and may not know they're pregnant, right? You could be like six weeks or something, you know, you are even carrying, but how soon uh, should a mother begin prenatal care? So a mother should um, begin her prenatal care in her first trimester. So that is uh, up to her first 13 weeks. We want to make sure that we connected her to a doctor. But I will tell you this. You really need to begin thinking of your pregnancy before you actually get pregnant. Um, those are some of the things that I think that um, are contributing to some of our outcomes is that um, pregnancies need to be planned if possible. Um, and so your health care leading up to um, that pregnancy, things that you're doing, physical activity, or just even the education about what it is to be pregnant. One pregnancy is different from another. So even if you were pregnant before, that preparation, right, of going into something that, you know, for, for a woman having a baby is almost as close to having death, right? So we want to be prepared for that. But we want to get them in in their first trimester. The earlier they're in to see a provider, the better the health care outcome tends to be when it comes to having the baby. I love that, you know, because when we wouldn't think about like before we try to get pregnant, you should already be taking prenatal care. You know what I mean? Because it does yeah. help. It would help because pregnancy is definitely a hard struggle. Nine months carrying in, maybe more than one baby at a time. Don't jinx me, but Absolutely. <laughs> tell me, EC, um, besides the mother, the next important person in charge of uh, watching the baby is the father. What would be your advice to dads who are tuned in right now? Uh, supporting a woman through a pregnancy, educating themselves, things like that? It, it is just as important for the fathers to be involved right from the beginning, to be a partner to that mom, to understand the things that a child needs, especially as uh, they're still um, in the womb. They need to know the resources. You know, maybe they need to help out with insurance and other things. And they listen, they need the crib, the formula, the diaper. Fathers are involved. And so we need to also help them get connected um, to those resources so that they can support the mother, whether they're with her or not. Period. You heard what she said. Support that mama. <laughs> Direct the Stapleton. Uh, so I know Celebrate One does have some resources for dads, right? So tell me, um, what do you offer for fathers or fathers-to-be? Anything we offer to mothers, we offer to fathers. Yep. Because this is about making sure a baby can get to the age of one. And so if a father is in need, we can assign a community health worker and anything that we do for a mom, we can do for a dad. 
And that's a crib, as, as Ichi Isi says, or it's connections to step one, or it's connections to a program that helps dads be better dads called Dads to Be that's uh, located out of one of our lead entities, uh, Moms to Be uh, at Ohio State University. It's a toolkit. Dads have questions and they want to get a sense of how to do things. Go to our website. There's a whole dad toolkit that lets educates fathers on the roles that they can play and the things that they need to learn in order to be better dads from an, for an infant. This is about making sure that we give the tools to parents that they need regardless of their marital status and their relationship situation. And so anything we do for moms, we do for dads. And there's a toolkit out there to, to get additional information and resources if necessary. That's amazing. So um, the role of safe sleep uh, plays in reducing infant mortality. Uh, practicing safe sleep is critical to living from day one to year one and beyond. Uh, for listeners tuned in right now who may not be familiar with the ABCs of safe sleep, uh, Director Sableson, tell us about it and um, how to practice it. Here's an example where fathers, aunts, uncles, friends, family can play a role. Um, everyone wants to make sure that their baby is safe when they hand it off to another family member, right? But that baby has to be handed off with knowledge, with understanding. So when you put a baby down, you put a baby down alone, not within the crib with a whole bunch of other items or things that could cause strangulation or suffocation. You to put that baby always on their back. It may look uncomfortable to you, but it is not uncomfortable to the baby. And it is the best way to keep a baby safe. And you put them in a appropriate sleep environment, a crib. So the ABCs of safe sleep are alone on your back and in a crib or a safe sleep environment. When we do trainings here through Celebrate One, we train everyone in the family, fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, because we want everyone to do the same thing. And I know in our community, sometimes people say, well, it was good enough for me. Well, we were lucky, right? What we want to teach young moms and young dads is how the right way to put a baby down and to make sure that we get the best out of outcome for that baby because we're doing so. So that's the ABCs of safe sleep. And we do trainings for churches and community groups and parents and family. You have folks, we will come because it's an important message. And it's one of the reasons why Celebrate One exists, to educate people on sleep related death and how it can be prevented. I love it. You already answered my next question. But before we even get deep into that, both of you guys, Issa, Director Stapleton, tell me all about, um, you know, we were raised how we were raised, right? How do we unlearn how our moms and our dads raised us? You know what I mean? Like, how do we change our mindset um, of things we were taught? How do we unlearn that way we can, you know, learn different how to take care of an infant, especially when it comes to practicing safe sleep? How do we fix that? I think one of the things that um, we've done is who we employ. And so you'll hear the term community health workers. Um, these these are our peeps from the community. Um, I like to talk to somebody who I can relate to. And a lot of times when we learn things, it's generational. Well, mama said, and so that's what I'm going to do, right? But if I have my girlfriend or somebody, someone that's walked in the shoe that I've walked into, come and share with me a new way of doing things. We find that people are more receptive to that. 
um, those individuals also have more time. You know, I know we want a lot from the physicians, um, but sometimes they just, they can't give some of that handhelding or some of handholding or some of that extra information that's really cultural or you need to hear from someone who you think is listening to you. And so we deploy community health workers all over the community to go out and help moms. Sometimes they go to an appointment with them, right? So to help them understand things better. A lot of times people might be intimidated by um, what a doctor is saying, or maybe they don't know how to prepare for the appointment. And so we deploy the community health workers who have already, you know, experienced a lot of the difficulties that and challenges that these women may um, experience. And so they'll listen to them when we say, okay, now you got to put the child, you know, on their back. We know when you, they were younger, you slept them on their stomach, but this is why. So I think that's been a great addition to the work that we're doing is really having people who have the lived experience going out and talking and walking with these moms so their kids can get to the age of one and beyond. I love it. Director Stapleton? The other thing, Micah, is that we, we have a really special community here in Franklin County. And it, it, it's special because there's a level of collaboration and spirit here that doesn't exist in other places. So we work with our hospital systems. Where best to get a mom or a dad at the beginning of the journey is in the hospital before they leave. Every parent in our hospital system sees a video before they leave that shows how to put a baby down alone on their back and in a crib. They sometimes get a sleep sack, which allows a baby to sleep on their back and not be able to turn over and get suffocated. And so we do education with our partners um, and our hospital systems and the Ohio Better Birth Outcomes, which is all the medical directors from all the hospital systems in the area. So we work collaboratively with our partners to spread the messages, not only through community health workers, and Ms. Green's absolutely right. It's a linchpin to have people in a community that come from the community to educate. But we also work with our hospital systems to ensure that we're getting the message out to everyone as they have babies here in Franklin County. Uh, COVID, you know, 19 impacted us, you know, crazy in 2020, uh, making doctor appointments look different. Home health visits look different, different for us. So how can new and soon to be parents safely navigate receiving proper prenatal care during the pandemic? That's an excellent question. And I think going back to what Rector Stapleton just stated about our relationship with the hospital systems, Celebrate One and all of the partners have done a good job to communicate expectations so that we can communicate those expectations out to clients and patients. So, for example, last year um, when the pandemic started shutting things down, we found out from our providers who was doing telehealth appointments. Um, we also found out from um, providers, you know, what are the missing things that uh, patients need or understand, uh, need to understand as you're navigating this pandemic yourself? Um, you know, there were times when um, it was really hard for moms because just think if you're a mom and you have kids and you couldn't take them with you to your doctor's appointment, then that changed the nature of the appointment. So what is it that we need to share with the moms ahead of time? Do we need to reschedule the appointment? You know, do we need to work with mom to try to find it? someone to help take care of, you know, her kids. And so I think also through that unique opportunity, we were able to give um, doctors feedback about what some of their guidelines and rules were doing to, to mom. I know it was a lonely time when some of them were having babies back earlier in the pandemic and really only the father could be there. And so um, definitely things have changed, but we also have been equipping them with masks, 
hand sanitizers, those things are, you know, important and continue to be important. We're also educating people about vaccinations. Um, if you're following um, the science and the information, pregnant women can um, be vaccinated. So again, that's giving them that information and sharing. As things change with the pandemic, we're able to communicate um, and give them up-to-date information about how COVID-19 is impacting their pregnancy and then what are the precautions that they need to do, to do or take so that they and their babies can stay safe. Thank you for that. Um, let's discuss the broader issue of racism and how it impacts infant mortality. You know, you hear a lot about um, black mothers not receiving the proper care from doctors and hospitals. I had so many stories where it's like, you know, um, if she had been another color, things would have worked out differently. You didn't listen to what she said. She felt this. You didn't listen to her. So some adequate housing, transportation, uh, the job and access to quality health care. Um, a lot of things in parents' lives that can impact the wellness of a baby. How do we address some of the systemic barriers that lead to mortality? So um, there's a statistic that's uh, pretty interesting. And that is the birth outcomes of a college-educated master degree African-American female are worse than the birth outcomes of a white female who just has a 12th grade education and may or may not have finished that 12th grade. Um, substantially different. That's a national statistic. So this is not a, um, an, a Ohio problem. This is not a a Columbus problem. This is not a Franklin County problem. This is a problem uh, nationally. Um, the statistics for Franklin County are pretty interesting uh, as well, because one third of the births that happen here uh, and th that end up in infant mortality, one third of them are to women who have regular insurance. They're not on Medicaid. They're not on any um, social service system or program. And they are one third of them are educated African-American females, but they have similar birth outcomes or um, as those who don't have that same level of education. So what does that tell us? That tells us that there's something else going on. It's not just what we traditionally go to, which is a key, the social determinants of health, not having a job, not having housing, not having adequate income, not having all of those things that make a family healthy and whole. If one third of the folks in, in this county are still experiencing that and they have regular insurance and have advanced education, something else is going on. And so again, with our hospital partners at the table and in tow, we are talking about doing an increased implicit bias training with all of our medical professionals. We're talking about making sure that um, that that cultural competence is taught so that doctors and physicians can get to the root of what a mom's uh, um, experiencing. We're talking about educating the community to speak up for themselves. There's a movie that was developed through um, first year um, Cincinnati. No, actually, Cradle. Cradle. Um, it wasn't Cradle Cincinnati. It was the Cleveland group. First year Cleveland. And they did a 26 minute documentary on a highly educated African-American woman with a family and a child in private school and how her birth outcome was still the same, which was tragic um, because of all of the implicit bias and the cultural differences and all the things that happen in the, in, the, in the medical care process. So we are working with our hospital systems to ensure that that gets done. We also have innovative programs that are coming out of organizations like Ms. Green's where they're taking young folks and 
exposing them to the STEM fields. The one, one way to create cultural competence is have greater culture in the provider network of folks who are actually serving our folk. We need more black folks to be nurses. We need more black folks to be doctors. We need more black folks to be receptionists because they are often the first line of defense and the first voice that a mom or a dad hears when they are going into a doctor's office or a hospital for service. And so um, we're, we're approaching that over the next five years in a variety of ways with our partners. But again, our hospital systems recognize it and they're working with us. We have organizations like Physicians Care Connection that are working on it and we will continue to shed light and, and develop uh, equity dashboards to make sure that everybody is doing what they can um, to, to, to address the racism that we know exists in, in, in healthcare. Thank you for that. So, you know, um, like how you said, a receptionist that may be our color uh, is our first line of defense because, you know, already so much is happening with carrying a child. Moms get stressed out right away. Hormones are imbalanced. Things are going crazy work is probably going, you know, sideways. So uh, both of you, my lovely ladies, let me know. Um, you know, studies show the health of black and brown pregnant women are, and new mothers can be jeopardized due to constant chronic stress, which can lead to infant mortality. So what are some things that mothers um, and people around them can do to reduce stress during pregnancy? Who want to go first? EC. <laughs> You know, that when you talk about stress in the African-American woman or black woman or women, we could have a whole nother segment on this. Um, so what I would say for the mom, uh, we talk about self-care and, and, and mental health. And, you know, sometimes we cannot avoid the stress. I'm just going to really be honest. It is something that we need to keep talking about. Um but when you look at our society, there's some things that are with structural racism. Um, when Maureen talked about the video, I, the, the, the woman was just going through life being herself, going to work, experiencing different challenges. So we really have a system or society issue um, that uh, when you talk about housing and food and education and all of those things, they feed into the stress of an environment. Um, but dealing directly with moms, I would challenge them to try and, and to find things or find ways um, where they can get help. Families definitely need to be supportive. Um, not every woman who unfortunately gets pregnant wants to be pregnant. Um, so we have to understand um, what that mother is going through. Every pregnancy is not the same. So I just had a baby two years ago. And boy, oh boy, I tell you, there's a lot of advice out there. Oh, so much advice out there. But, you know, you just got to gotta let that mom, if she asks for the help, then give it to her. But sometimes there's too much help that comes. And so I think understanding someone and meeting them where they're at um, also helps eliminate or reduce stress in education. I think we need to, the society community needs to be educated about when a woman is pregnant. What are the things we should or should not do um, to that woman so that she can have, have um, a successful um, pregnancy? But um, I think every woman who is pregnant should have an advocate, whether it's a community health worker, a doula. Um, there's a sassy, nice program in town called Roots, the African-American doula. I mean, they, doulas are fantastic. They can help with so many things um, throughout the pregnancy. And, you know, so if 
the people out there giving the dollars, every pregnant woman should have the option to have a doula. Um, I think those type of support folks uh, could help eliminate or definitely reduce um, stress during pregnancy. Yeah, I, I, I can't emphasize enough asking for help. Um, the help is out there. Sometimes it's too much. So you have to meet, as, as EC said, uh, meet a mom where they are. But regardless of your socioeconomic income, you need to ask for help. Help can be given and, and it can reduce the stress. The other piece of it is, as a community, we need to have a conversation. The violence in our community is causing stress on moms. Our family structures aren't as strong as they need to be. And that's causing additional stress on moms and dads. And so that's why we put together programs, centering programs like Moms to Be, uh, like Dads to Be, um, that, that focus in on keeping that family, um, regardless of their marital status or their relationship status, moving in the right direction, but centering around that pregnancy and that child and getting that, that mom what they need. But we need to have a larger conversation in our community about the things that make a difference. And then uh, honestly, the, the pandemic early on, it helped. It's not helping in 2021. Um, we've got all sorts of things that are spiking in the city as a result of uh, this longer term protracted pandemic uh, that, we're, we're, that we're experiencing. And so even having that conversation and, and teaching moms how to re reduce the stress out of their lives uh, during this nine month period and that year of first life is so critical with all the other additional things that are around us that we can't control. Thank you for that. I love it. I like how you spoke about family structure because, you know, already things can be overwhelming. Pregnant mother, she could be by herself, not having any help. Um, so and that probably was me when I was pregnant with my second son. Um, so what would you say to mothers and black mothers in particular, like myself, who may feel like they're navigating motherhood on their own, may not have anyone around them? Uh, Easty or whoever want to tackle that one. <laughs> You're not alone. Um, and we can give you case after case after case after case of people who reach out and are in binds like you can't believe being evicted or not having safe sleep environments for their kids or being um, jobless. And we can step in and help. There are social service programs that are out there. But let me speak to the other half of the other 46 percent who aren't who aren't associated with uh, social service programs, but they need respite. They need um, someone to take care of the baby for a short period of time so they can go to a doctor's appointment. That's also a mom who is in need and that stress level can make a difference. So reach out. There are programs and opportunities to give you assistance and support and have that extra call person that you can call for advice and uh, direction. Thank you. Um, so also tell me, Director Stapleton, um, when Celebrate One was launched, racism wasn't being declared a public health crisis. And now that it is, how do we keep the momentum around infant mortality going up in our community, the faith community, uh, hospitals, and with our city leaders and lawmakers? How do we keep it going? So you know, one of the things you heard EC say that there were eight recommendations in 2014, and, and now we're down to six. Uh, we, re re we just launched our Celebrate One 2.0 plan uh, two weeks ago. And those six are highly focused and strategic, and they all have some level of, of conversation regarding 
racism as a public health crisis. I think what's happened in this country and the awakening over the last 24 months, uh, not only with uh, some of the racial unrest that we've seen and some of the police uh, issues that we've seen that have led to racial unrest um, and the pandemic and its impact, disproportionate impact on the black communities um, has has given us an, a, an, a way to have the conversation that we've never had before. And so we are challenging lawmakers like we have never challenged them before. We have partners who are, have traditionally been silent or just kind of doing their thing in their work who are now standing with us. And then again, I can't say it enough, we have a community where our hospital systems and our large organizations and our philanthropic community have leaned in on this effort and are leaning in even more as it relates to racial equity and what we can do. So we're at a precipice for a real change. Now it's putting the foot to the pedal and making sure that we keep the acceleration going in the right direction. That includes innovation, doing some things differently out of the box may not be proven, but has a little proof over here that we can kind of lay our hat on versus waiting three years to make sure that uh, it, it works and it's scientifically appropriate. Sometimes we are, there are some things we just have to take chances on if we know it's going to save a black baby. And, and, and Micah, I want to say this real clearly. This is doable. Even though three babies in Franklin County, black babies are three times more likely to die. What we're talking about is saving less than 95 babies a year, right? That's four to seven babies a month. We can do this as a community, but there has to be recognition. You have to keep the foot on the pedal. You have to keep the racism conversation going. You have to work with your partners and you need to make it very publicly transparent when people are not and organizations are not doing the right thing, moving in the right direction as it relates to racism as a public health crisis. And I think we have the commitment from our, our hospital systems. We have the commitment from our philanthropic community. Now it's just putting the foot to the pedal and keeping it going. I love it. Do the work. Keep it in a face. Push it out there. Punch it out there. So speaking of that, um, it is September, Infant Mortality Awareness Month. Um, and we have an additional focus on reducing that number of infant mortality in Franklin County. Uh, let us know how people who are tuned in right now can get involved uh, in the mission of saving Black babies' lives from Celebrate One and Physicians Care Connection. What can we do um, to get on board? You pretty much kind of said it. You put it transparent in their face, foot on the pedal, punch it out there. But what if I'm just like this regular person who just, you know what I mean? don't have much to say or what can I do? Make a phone call? I think uh, one thing is if you know if you know a mom that's pregnant, send her to step one for a healthy pregnancy. The phone number is 614-721-0009. We can definitely begin to get her connected um, to a prenatal provider, education, help, doulas, cribs, diapers, that is the way to do that. Um, and while we, even though I know this is infant mortality um, month and we want to reduce that, we have got to still reduce this disparity. It does not help to reduce that infant mortality rate if that disparity still is where it's at. So yes, if she's pregnant, if you know a pregnant mom, refer her here. We will definitely get her connected to services. I know Celebrate One has community health workers. Uh, Maureen said, ask for help. 
They can come, sit with you, talk to you, get your link to services, whatever you need. Get that person connected to go to the Celebrate One site. You'll catch us that way too. Get that person connected to Celebrate One so they can start their journey to a healthier pregnancy. And, you know, I think what some, something the EC said needs to be repeated, which is if you know someone who is pregnant, sometimes it's not just that mom or that dad who's finding themselves future parents that needs to make the call, right? We had a village at one point in our society, and we need to get back to that village. If you know someone who needs help, direct them to us, make the call for them, hold their hand through the process, because once they get to a community health worker here at Celebrate One, they can link to a physician care connection, or they can call, as Cece said, physician care connection directly. But we need to be a village. And it is about making sure that those who are find themselves in pregnant, pregnant, whether they chose to be or it happened it, with all of the resources that are available. There's no excuse that someone should not be able to get what they need. And so if you know of someone, do the right thing, connect them to us. We're here to serve 24 hour turnaround and we will be with you and get you exactly what you need. Because you are not alone. So don't be thinking like that. You have help, resources, people to hold your hand, to speak life into you. I want to say thank you to our beautiful guest, Maureen L. Stapleton, Director of Celebrate One. Also, uh, E.C. Green, President of Physician Care Connection. Thank you all for being a part of this conversation and your life-saving work for both of you guys' organizations. Any final words um, that you want to tell the moms out there, moms-to-be, uh, the fathers, the village out there? We can do I this. Just, yes, we can. Together. Together, we can do this. And um, and an infant mortality month, when, when infant mortality is so high in our African-American community, we need to do this together. Amen. I love it. Well, thank you all for listening to and watching uh, Maternity. Until next time, get with Celebrate One. The link for the website is right there in the top. And EC, what's the number again they can call for a physician care connection step one program? It is 614-721-0009. Thank you. We love you guys. Peace. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow Celebrate One on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe to the Celebrate One email list for updates on events, resources, and more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Maternity Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play to catch all new episodes. Remember to keep your baby safe by sharing the room, never the bed. Visit columbus.gov backslash celebrate one for more information. Thanks for joining, and we hope you tune in for the next episode of Maternity, presented by Celebrate One.